So I want to break down operational operationalizing employee experience and culture, but from a little bit of a different angle. Um, I'm going to give you some macro, I guess, important inputs that you have to be thoughtful of. So the first thing for me is talent, right? The employees. Now, the very first thing that you have to think about as it pertains to talent and those employees are, you know, is behaviors and mindsets. Now, the behaviors and mindsets go in a couple different directions. Behaviors and mindsets can be the behaviors that proactively occur on a day-to-day basis within a team based off of the contextual realities that the employees are put in and how they respond to that reality, thus how that reality affects their behaviors. Pretty interesting, right? Let me simplify it. If an employee is a part of a toxic culture, a culture where things are constantly changing for the bad, things where uh, a culture where things are not as clear from a communication or a vision or direction perspective, um, that they feel like they're working with a leader that does not respect them or not does not hear them, their behavior may be dismissive. Their behavior may not be as engaged. Their mindset may not be as positive, naturally, proactively. Um, now, if they're a part of a culture where the leader is attempting to genuinely understand their personal, their personal desires of how they want to execute their role, if they are a part of a team in a culture where it's very high performing and there's a lot of inputs that have been structured to make that team in that environment high performing, their behavior and their mindset may be a little bit more positive, proactively, naturally. You want the natural behavior and the natural mindset of everyone within your company to be at an all-time high. That is what you want. You don't want, in my personal opinion, to have to keep rolling out new trinkets, rolling out new tools, dangling new carrots to change a behavior or change a mindset naturally within your talent. I think the next thing you want to think about is how your leaders are impacting the behaviors and mindsets as well and the behavior and the mindset that the leader has, right? This is a variable that I don't think I even personally do enough of a, I, I don't personally think I do a good enough job talking about this, actually. Leaders in companies, executives in companies, they're employees too. Now, yes, they set the culture. Yes, they are the ones that are implementing best practices to put things in motion. But let's call it what it is, guys. They, like, they are employees too. They deserve to have a positive behavior and a positive mindset as well. So that's where you look at the C-suite. That's where you look at, that's where you look at the th- therapy, if I'm being honest. You know, that's where you look at um some of the best practices that will put them in a situation where they are positive, where they are proactive. And that's also where you look at how you're structuring the company from a time period perspective. I'm not going to be mad at a company that hires, I'm not going to be mad at a, I'm not going to be mad at a, a fast, a fast paced, high growth company that hires employees and team members that are similar enough to them where there's minimal friction, 
because they want to keep their behavior and their mindset in a positive state because they know it's going to give them energy. Thus, they're going through a really crucial and integral moment of the um, of the company's life cycle. I'm not going to be mad at an, I'm not going to be mad at a C-suite executive for that. I'm really not. I'll be mad long term for that, but I'm not going to be mad if that's done in a certain window of time. Um, another thing you have to worry about is people, roles, knowledge, the skills of the leadership, learning, all of those factors add a lot of juice or can extract a lot of juice from the employee experience and culture. So you have to think about how are you operationalizing that? How do you operationally think about role alignment? What are your best practices when you are noticing or feeling that there's not significant role alignment, right? Do you immediately just fire someone? Is that the type of culture you want to have? Do you have a two, three, four strike rule where you'll try to remove a few tasks? You'll try to readjust the role a bit, a little bit. You have a program in place where you already have a system that you can plug an employee in for internal mobility. Um, what are you going to do if there's not great role alignment? Um, skills around leadership. What are you doing operationally about that? What are you doing to make sure that you actually have great leaders? Are you falling into the same tried and true, unfortunate habits that many companies do where you're just putting the best individual practitioner in a leadership position? Are you bringing in practitioners from the outside? Do you have programs, best practices, skills, perspectives that can groom and, and develop your leaders? Are you creating some of those rubrics that I talked about in the previous episode? Learning. What do you have at an operational level around learning? Are you baking in DEI organically and operationally to the learning systems? Are you giving each and every employee an opportunity to explain to you how they learn best? Do you have different modes and technologies and systems around learning? Let's get to technology. Let's get to data. Let's get to communication, right? What type of communication flows? How flexible are your leaders when it comes to communication styles and flows and, 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 and internal communications? Do you naturally have a best practices, a best practice to learn from your employees around what type of internal communications will help them do their job better from a psychological safety perspective and from a performance perspective? What's happening on the technology end? Right? What data? What technology, what systems do you have in place to learn more about your employees, to give your employees enough infrastructure, enough speed, enough fluidity to stay organized, to stay focused, to stay to stay aligned? What does it look like from your processes, your operating models, your management processes, your reward systems and rituals? What does that look like? What do your decision rights look like? How do you shape your reporting structures, your relationships? All of these factors are your fundamental building blocks of a great operational employee experience culture. And you must think about these. You must think about them. You must innovate them. And you must put them in place consistently if you want to have a phenomenal operational employee experience and an, opera and an operational culture that allows folks to thrive, that allow folks to, to feel comfortable, that allow folks to jump to the next level. It's a must. Thank you.